Matt Susano is back for a new visit with The Antidote. Matt, it's good to have you here. Hey, man, it's good to be here for my second time with you, and uh, I'm just really stoked about what's going on and uh, stoked to see you again, man. There's something about Mr. Matt Susano is that you always seem to be on the road touring, busy with social media, or you're making new music. So I need to know, do you have any downtime from music at all? <laughs> Dude, I, that's something that I always kind of try to find. When I'm not doing music, um, I'll, I'll do a little bit of Netflix. I've been watching uh, this show, I think I'm late to the party, but Under the Dome has been a really good show for me. I haven't seen it. And so I watched a little bit of that, but most of the time, man, it keeps you busy. Mm -hmm. uh, from just all the press that you're doing and, you know, recording process and just reaching out to people like the antidote radio. So really as a musician, man, you're just forced to put on a whole bunch of different hats, mm -hmm. but Hey man, I'm not complaining. I love what we do. Okay. Then here's something else. What's your ultimate dream that isn't music related? Dang, man. So, um, before music, I was kind of destined taking classes to be a counselor. I've always liked the idea that, you know, I could help people. I've always been a really good listener and talking to people. And uh, long before music, I went to college to do pursuit counseling and uh, did a whole bunch of classes that way. And it's kind of cool how things uh, come full circle because I like to think that a lot of the music that I write plays into a lot of those topics like mental health and um helping people through you know just feeling disenfranchised and and so it's kind of cool to see how in a weird way music does play into that like i get messages from people all the time and they're essentially like asking me to help them through their issues and problems and so it's kind of I'm a cool version of a counselor, I suppose you could say now. I'm <laughs> I'm a cooler version of that. <laughs> and that is cool, because when you first said counselor, I was thinking, wow, that's a big departure. But you're absolutely right. The two are so interconnected. Oh, yeah. And especially in the scene that we're in. I mean, literally, it's I'm tr one of those musicians that tries to stay pretty connected with people online. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you know, I'll get messages two, three in the morning about like a crisis that goes on. Right. And uh, not to say that I am always the most awake to handle it, like, but I do like the idea that people stay connected. And I've heard everything from somebody, you know, grappling with thoughts of suicide or or stuff like that. And so now it's just like cool to to hear these stories and how people have reached out to me and you know, they see me as somebody who can kind of at least offer some insight on their issues and stuff, which is kind of a big responsibility for me, but I'm glad to do it where and help where I can, you know? That's great. Well, now to turn it back to the music, I've always had the impression that songwriting is easy for you, but is it? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> no, not at all, man. Like I go through this process. I don't know if this is true for every musician out there. But I'm a really big perfectionist, and so I go through this really, really grueling process of where I'll sit down, and I, I know what it takes to really write a really good song, is to lock yourself in a room, at least for me, and just vibe to music until something comes to you. And oftentimes, I'll call family in, I'll be like, pray for me, man, I think I've lost my talent, you know, so, <laughs> and then... 
you know, it all kind of like comes out and I discover once again that I haven't lost the talent, but there is that pressure that I put on myself and I don't know if it's just me or if it's just every musician, but like, I want the last song that I wrote to be better than the previous. So mm-hmm. I'm always my own worst critic and I always want to like not live in the shadow of something I've done before, but always continue to move forward. So it's definitely not an easy thing. Well, there is something about your music and I find that it's personal. Like, I mean, deeply personal. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't have any issues with bearing your soul in a song? Mm-mm. No, not at all. I think that that's like the biggest thing. And I've gone through phases in my music career where I felt like I wasn't being as genuine or, you know, like sometimes you don't mean to as a musician, but you just write things so much and you let other voices kind of influence your process, which can be good, but maybe people who maybe don't even understand your calling or aren't really knowledgeable about why you do what you do. Sometimes you can let them influence you. And, and at one point I remember, you know, writing music that I really wasn't, you know, being my most genuine, but now, um, since the in defiant stuff and even to now like all the gloves are off i'm writing stuff that i feel is the most genuine to me and uh what i found is is that when you're the most genuine to yourself people resonate with that when you try to put gloss on things and you're trying to um let the industry be your guiding force rather than like what you really feel and what you really write about um, that can be toxic and i just find that when i'm genuine with myself people feel it well that genuine aspect comes up again on your new single fuel where it says you're about to hear something i've never thought i would say thanks for your words they were daggers and blades thanks for all the times you never believed in me because of you i'm defying gravity so are you actually trying to say that hard situations help you absolutely man and as somebody who kind of grew up with uh, two disabilities, I have cerebral palsy and I have another disability called dyscalculia. Not only having to grapple with that and like an abusive background, um, a domestic background of abuse, but there was also just a long list of people that wanted to kick me while I was down. I lived in a small town called Canisteo, New York, where, you know, big dreams weren't a thing. And so when you step out and say, I want to do something, and you're also that kid who deals with disabilities and you're fumbling and failing through your education, teachers kind of laugh at you, kids that are in your neighborhood kind of laugh at you. And uh, Fuel was kind of that song that said, you know, I don't care what you can do to me. Like, this is kind of the ultimately the thing that has provided me with the strength to move on and just be more forceful in, in what I want to do in life. So this may sound like a bit of a strange question. But can positivity be found in your music? Yeah, man. I think I think there's positivity in it for sure. And uh, in a lot of ways, like I, I view my music as kind of a, a way to open up conversations. So, you know, a lot of my music deals with the hardships of life. But through that, we're able to um, talk about things and get through them. Um, you know, when you're talking about domestic abuse or you're talking about a song like fuel where it's like, I've had all these people come against me, but yet, you know, they were the fuel that kind of got me to where I was and provided that strength and and perseverance. Like then you're really talking into people's lives. And so through the darkness, I feel like you can sense that positivity in there and uh, people always resonate with that. 
Well, you realize what's going to happen now is that they're going to craft a statue of you to stand in the center of your old hometown. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That'd be pretty interesting for sure. But um, I just recently was back to my hometown and did a show in the home church that I was raised in. And funny thing was, um, the last time I was in that church, my my family was going through a really bad divorce. And my, you know, my dad was the pastor, my mom, the pastor's wife. And I just remember it being really a traumatic time for me. And to be there, like the church is now under new ownership and they invited me to come, you know, ironically, we just packed that place out. You know, it was just kind of a sense of closure to be back in that place where something completely dark had happened. You had people betraying you and you had people rooting for one side's downfall to now, you know, doing a concert where people came in droves. And so it was kind of like a healing process for us all. Wow. And it's all back to the brightness now. Yeah. You know, it was taught and and it kind of goes with the theme that we were talking about before of like, you know, out of that negativity later came the positive aspect. And, you know, you can only appreciate the positive if you've been through some darkness. Exactly. Yeah. Well, listen, Matt, this has been cool. Thanks so much for joining The Antidote, and I hope everybody gets into your song, Fuel. Awesome, man. Well, you have a great day, okay? Okay, my friend. Take care of yourself.